everybody and welcome back to our podcast, Enough About You, Back To Me. This podcast is aimed at teens struggling through their teen struggles. It's all about blocking out everyone else's problems and focusing on you. This episode is titled Welcome to High School and Eliza and I will be discussing what it was like when we first started high school and how we've gotten into the routine that we follow now. In this episode we'll be talking about school and study problems, exams, grades and assessments, teach relationships and finding the balance. Alright everybody, let's get into it. The first topic we're going to cover is school and study. Yeah, studying, it's stressful. Very stressful. Well, I think for us, it's stressful. Mm -hmm. Now, I think we've got to remember with school, it all comes down to what kind of attitude you have towards education in general. Yeah. Because people who are like, couldn't care less, really, that doesn't, they don't think it matters. Um, We are not those people. No. Not there's anything wrong with that, because I can understand that school can weigh you down sometimes. And it gets to the point, I know for me, every now and then when I'm just thinking to myself, what am I doing this for? I could just go get a full-time job at Bunnings and work there and earn good money. But the hard truth is you need school to actually, I don't want to say go somewhere, because that's a bit harsh. If you want to get like a good job. Or even a job, because I feel like people don't understand that school does teach you things that you might not realise are like applied to the workplace. I know for me, putting up with people who you don't necessarily like or someone, especially like a manager above you, who you might not necessarily agree with how they handle their role. School teaches you, you just got to put your head down and shut up and do your job. And if they ask you to do something, you have to do it. Well, yeah. You don't have to. It's your choice. But if you want your job, you got to do your yeah. job. And you don't realise until you're out of school how much um, school relates to definitely real life. So you might like turn up to school and be like, what's this got to do with real life and all that stuff? To be honest stuff, though, some of the stuff that we do learn in school, because they, they our maths teachers, maths especially, maths teachers have taught us this, where a lot of the c- topics they cover, it's a really, really broad range of mathematics that they teach us. And they, the reason they do that is because... Um, even though it might not all be useful to like an everyday sort of job, it might be useful when you go do an area of science out here or do this or do that. So they kind of cover like a broad range in school to give you the best opportunity to find what you want to do in life. Yeah. And obviously with school comes the pressures of what path you're going to go down. Is it going to be uni? Is it going to be TAFE? Is it going to drop out in your TAFE? Not drop out. Go to TAFE or do an apprenticeship in your TEN, get full-time work, that sort of thing. So that comes with school and study and back to your attitude. I know for me, my attitude is pro-uni. Yeah, I want to go to uni too. I want to go to uni. It seems like a lot of fun. Just seems like a lot of hard work personally for me. Parties. No. (laughs) Dorm rooms. Dorm rooms. You sound so American. (laughs) Oh, sorry guys. It's okay. So yeah, I'm pro-uni and with that, I have to have the attitude of I need to do well in school. Yes, that's well. That's the attitude I've always had, and it's not. And I guess a little bit from my parents' influences that you always have to put in your best effort and you always have to try your best. Um, and that's definitely something I implement with school and study. I try my best, but also you have to remember to be realistic, at the same time. Yeah, and if you're struggling at something, you've just got to try harder. But you can't push yourself too hard. 
you'll just gotta learn it one little bit at a time and even if that takes years you will eventually learn it that's good advice that's very good advice like for example when i was in primary school i struggled with analog time i was that kid who couldn't tell the time on a normal clock until like (laughs) six i'm proud of it because i've learned how to do it now yeah exactly took a long time I'm sure it did. It took a <laughs> So with study, I think my personal study routine is different from... Well, we're in the top class, so and there's so many different varied personalities in that top class. And yeah. things that are... Some things might be more important to others than they would be in the class. Some subjects might be more important. So for me, core subjects are always the priority. Mm-hmm. So maths, history, English, science, and geography, they're the ones that I always try my best in. Definitely. Because... As much as, for me, creative arts and technology subjects aren't as important. I'm not an artsy person. Neither am I. I can't draw or sculpt or paint to save my life. So I loathe art. I do not like art. No offence to all the art people I don't like music. I'm not good at that. Oh, I don't mind piano. Yeah, I'm just anti-music for me. (laughs) I'm good at... um, I I think I'm good at dancing. You know I'm not. I just say I'm good at dancing. Everyone's good at dancing in their own way. (laughs) There's a lot of different types of dancing. Yeah, we won't get into my amazing dancing skills. No, we're going a bit off track. We are. So for me, my own personal study program is when I... Oh, by the way, I don't go and write all this down. It's not like a strict schedule that I follow. Like, you have to be able to change what you study for and change it as you go and be flexible. Well, you're going to get too bored. Yeah, you are. So, for me, I do not study every day. That's Some kids in our class do. There's nothing wrong with that. Just I don't have the enough hours in the day to do Mental that. Mental capacity. Yeah, I don't have do enough time to study at least an hour a day. It's unrealistic for me with the sport I do and with my I have a job and also just having downtime. So, for me, whenever I get a mess... Because when you've had a couple of years of high school, you kind of understand how assessments are going to come to you, what time of year they're going to come to you. Yeah. So you have time to prepare once you figure that out. Mm-hmm. And so when I know that there's a definitely will be a end of term maths exam coming up, I will definitely go back and make sure that I've got all my notes, especially even if I have done all the exercises at that point, having my notes is important so that I can go back and teach myself how and to George do And George is really good at that. That's, yeah, I definitely prefer just when teachers, because I miss school sometimes for sport, when I go to my maths teacher, I specifically ask for notes over anything else because I know that once I have the notes, I'm pretty well set up to go and do what I need to do. So True. for me to get prepared for assessments, I always have my notes I, and then I always try and do at least majority of the exercise, especially for maths. And for science, my study plan is I will make flashcards for multiple choice and short answers because science, you've got to know your facts. So I always, I quiz myself a lot probably about two, do. two weeks before the exam i'll quiz myself every day on the facts and that's commitment See, and that's I, I i leave study until like the week before where and then oh, you, st- right, I've got and you still get such week. you still get such good results lucky duck mm, so yeah depends. i can't do that some people will not study at all and they'll beat me in an exam and i'm like why do you do this to me well and i've just spent two weeks studying for it i know but i cannot not study for core subjects i cannot study for a tabs assessment or something like that like a technology we're assessment. we're not really worried about that no i still want to do well still got other but when you've got eight about. when you've got eight assessments at the end of a term 
five of them being for core subjects and two of them being for subjects that aren't that important to me. Obviously, I'm going to do the maths and the science over the art and the music because that's just the way I'm wired. Yeah. So, for maths, always have my notes, do my exercises as much as I can, science, do those flashcards. English is hard to study for because a lot of it's creative or up to interpretation. So I guess for English, it's important to practice your skills and know your terms like metaphors, similes, that kind of thing. Pay attention. Yes, and try as much as you can to pay attention. And write down as much as you can write down. If there's something on the board that you think is important, but the teacher says don't write it down, if you think it's important, write it down. Yeah, high school definitely gives you more freedom with your notes because in primary school it was every 30 kids in the class copied down the same notes. But in high school, I think it's important that you learn that you can copy down what you need. Yeah. If that's less or if that's more, depending on what you're doing, that's also very important with study. Notes are the biggest part of my study. If I don't have notes, I'm actually stuck because I have no idea what I'm doing. But it doesn't help when you have teachers that don't really have notes. They just mm, tell you everything. Yes. So you have to listen too. And even that means listening and taking notes, do it. Another thing with studying is if you have a lot of tests coming up, especially mid-year leaves and yearly exams, prioritise and take breaks because I read this thing online that said that the most of human, the human brain can concentrate on a single task effectively is 45 minutes. So if you've got a math exam, a science exam, and then a, an English assessment, like a paper due, you can't just go and do them all at once you have to take breaks and you have to eat properly is a big thing eat properly exercise have limited and like limited as possible screen time like i understand sometimes you have to do research but just tone it down a bit and just prioritize what you feel is the most important because at the end of the day that's going to get what's going to get you the best results definitely so i think that's well what's your kind of study plan quickly because yours is a bit different to mine yeah mine is pretty much just see when my exams on you often get <laughs> you often get someone to go through your notes and write questions for you to yeah answer them. but I, I i don't really like that method i just prefer doing it on my own and if i do get a bad result why if i do it on my own then i know that i definitely need help I, yes. think, I think you should probably go off and do it on your own first and see your results until you know when you need help. Mm-hmm. Because we did do, we have done in the past, group, a group math study session. Yes. And that was good because the topics that we were doing for that particular exam were difficult and the people who were in that little study group were kids who had missed school because of sport commitments oh other yeah things that was that really fun actually that was good because that way you could go over things together, together. share notes if someone's missed this page of notes you could copy that note those notes yeah. that they took go over some practice questions help that, each other that's and another stand idea. by each other yes that's another idea if you want to do a study session to give in a group but make sure you choose people who you know you're actually going to be motivated to get things done if you choose people that are not necessarily lazy but aren't interested in it and just want to wing it they're probably not the best people to study with. So choose people who have similar study goals as you do and similar goals in school as you do because that way you know you're going to have the best opportunity in doing well in that study session and keep study sessions short and sweet but, you know, again with that 45 minutes keeping it around that kind of time And frame. have fun. Have fun with your friends' study groups because fun, I think, helps you learn yeah. and, you know, keeps things fresh. Yeah. So that's our advice for studying.
so the next topic we want to have a bit of a chat about is teachers and mm. relate. Don't don't <laughs> look at me like that. Teachers are lovely. We love our teachers. I love my teachers. We do. We have pretty. We've been very lucky, I think, in high school. Very fortunate with the teachers that we have had, because mm-hmm. all teachers are there to do their job. At the end of the day, they go to work each day Whether to do their job. Whether they like it or not. Yeah, that's the career they've chosen to do, and they do get paid to teach us. But also, at the end of the day, teachers do care most of the time. Some like teachers they have, care they all care the time. they care all the time, but sometimes they have bad days just like we do. I think sometimes we can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, and a bit <laughs> not uh, not understanding of that. Like they're actually real people, and they do have issues as well as we do. So yeah. that's something I think is very important when developing relationships with your teachers is to keep in mind that they are real people. They're not. They ro- have feelings. They're not robots. They have a life outside of teaching us. That's important to remember. I think we can be a bit selfish with that sometimes. Definitely. So obviously there's teachers in life where you're going to love them and there's teachers in life where you're going to think, oh, I don't really like they you. They wasn't my biggest fan of you. wasn't the biggest fan of you. But, but you get to know them. Yes, you do, because you've stuck with them for a year, pretty much. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. And that's okay, because that gives you time to develop relationships and gain more understanding. Unless they're that bad when you really want to change classes. Yes. And you can do that, you've just got to speak to you. Yes, if you have, if it, at, the end, at the same time, if you have a situation or a teacher where you feel like you're being, I guess, discriminated against, or they're not fulfilling what you need out of education then definitely and if it's don't just go and do something because like oh that teacher doesn't like me made me spit out my gum (laughs) it always gets cranky for talking well if you're doing the wrong thing yeah if there's actually something that's gone wrong that you don't doesn't sit right with you talk to your family about it or your caregivers and then if it needs to to be developed further definitely talk to a year advisor like a well-being deputy yeah or a well-being teacher something like that that can help you every school has one yes every school has teachers there to support you in those situations and that way a a, um solution can be developed that's beneficial for both you and your teacher that's some advice definitely to give out and i guess teachers are very crucial to the success you as a student have at school and you've got to remember because their job is to teach you and if they if they feel like they haven't taught you anything that it's going to stick with them and they're going to try really really hard to teach something because at the end of the day they're going to f- come home feeling pretty bad because they haven't done their job the right way because they haven't taught anyone or but taught they what have. they needed to what they wanted to achieve but in they the day have. Yeah. yeah um but as much as teachers are crucial to the success that you have at school it's probably a 60 40 percent so teachers are probably around 40 percent they give you the information they need you need hopefully to go and be successful but the other 60 percent is the effort that you put in and the attitude you have in their class yeah definitely if you don't want to try if you don't want to be there if you don't want to do it then don't expect the teachers to pick up the slack for you and do it all for you because that's not what learning and what school's about no, and you've got to give your best effort and try really, really, really hard to do your best. Because in the workplace, when you leave school, you can't, you, just, you can't just sit around doing nothing. No, you have to do your job and you have to give as much as you can take. Swings and roundabouts is the saying, I think. And so often when you, have, when you meet a teacher at the beginning of the year, I think it's the same when you meet anyone, you have a first impression of them. Yep. And I, I think you know this, I'm a shocker for this, I would 
automatically decide on that first day at school, I don't like them. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to them. No, I don't get a bad vibe from that teacher. I don't think I'm going to... And then by the end of the year, she says to me, Oh, but I like them. They're my favourite teacher. I love them so much. And so maybe if you have those opinions like I do, only voice them inside your head or maybe to someone close, like Eliza is to me, Uh who can tell you you. to get over yourself and to give them the chance. (laughs) My mum and dad had the same chat with me at the beginning of every school year when I come home, like, oh, no. I got this teacher. They have such a bad <gasps> reputation. No one likes it. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm not going to learn anything. And my mum and dad go, Georgia, just see how it goes for a bit, please. That's what my parents we do this. Too. We do this every year. And by the end of the year, I'm like, oh, my God, they're my fav- favourite teacher. I love them so much. And my mum and dad just look at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you have developing relationships with your teachers, because pretty much every teacher you have, you'll see at least three to three or four times a week for a class. Well, I know for us with how our timetable works. Yeah. Um, and teachers, as we said, they're people. They have personalities, and they've they got have, feelings. They're not they robots. They have feelings. They have things that are good, things that are bad within their personality buildup. Just like we, they've got family. They've yes, got a life. Just like we have lives and families and things that happen outside of school. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes and personality conflicts can be a big thing with teachers, just like with friends. Yeah. So if a teacher has a different personality, you personality to you, or has a different learning style. You might clash with them a bit because it's not what you need or not what you feel comfortable with. I know for me, I need a lot of notes. As I mentioned earlier, I need notes as crucial to what I need yeah. to get out of the class. And I know for English, sometimes English and maybe even science, sometimes you get a teacher who likes to talk more about things and have a conversation about it rather than writing things down. And English is very conversational, I've found. You talk more you and talk you write. Yep. Um, I can struggle sometimes with that because I just need her to tell me what to write down or give me an uh-huh. idea. So I just need her to put something on the board, copy it down so I've got the facts. Yeah. That's why I like science because it's factual. You can uh-huh. just, you know, or maths even sometimes, not all the time. You have what you, you <laughs> have the formula. <laughs> you have the formula that you need to go and do something. Yeah. Teachers who talk a lot, they get on my nerves a little bit. And not that I'd ever go and say, oh my God, miss, shut up. No one cares, <laughs> no one cares what you have to say because I'm not going to go have a crack at the teacher for doing their job. Exactly. I'm, it's not, some people might talk to teachers and be more comfortable politely saying, I don't like the fact that you do this. That's not in my nature to go and talk to them about that. But if you really have, no, I'm not the type of person to just go and say, miss, I don't like the fact that you're talking so much. <laughs> Would you just give me some notes, please? I don't please? like the fact that you teach me about English. How about we just change the whole thing? Let's just, <laughs> w- let's just watch Forrest Gump. The amount, yeah. of, the, amount, the amount of times this year I've gone to a teacher, even in, like, science, Miss, can we watch Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie, by the way. It's a movie. It's a geography lesson, a history lesson, a relationship lesson, and a life lesson all in one. And it's got Tom Hanks and multiple Oscars. Oscar winning nominations and whatnot. Anyway, we can talk about my love for Forrest Gump another day. <laughs> I think with teachers, definitely give as much as you can take and be more open minded to learn from them and to learn maybe new methods that you haven't thought of before. So, so that's all for this topic. We're going to move on to the quick quote now. So Eliza's going to read our quick quote today, so take it away. School is life for 13 years and the possibilities are endless. And we came up with that one. Yeah. Proud. So thank you very much for listening listening. to this episode. And we'll be back 
next time with a new fresh episode of Enough About You. Back, Back to, to me. me. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.